What's going on guys? Connor Hansen, Performance Training here. Today we're going to be talking about carb cycling, if it's effective, uh, the purpose behind it, how you can utilize it to make more gains, lose more fat. So I think the traditional way of carb cycling is hogwash. It doesn't work. So the, the philosophy, for those of you who don't know uh, what carb cycling is, the thought behind it is to have high carbohydrate days, moderate carbohydrate days, and low carbohydrate days um, so that it can burn fat more. But somehow by messing with your insulin, you're going to be burning fat more. And it's, it's not true. Any diet that will get you into a calorie deficit is going to um, help you lose fat, lose weight. Um, and any diet that gets you in a surplus will help you gain weight, whether that's fat or muscle. Um, depends on how much of a surplus you're in and your training style and your, um, your cardio output, all of those things. There's lots of factors that go into it. <clears throat> that being said, um, the traditional way of you know, messing with your, your sugar stores or your, your glucose stores through manipulating your diet on high carb, moderate carb, and low carb days by carb cycling um, overall isn't, isn't going to make a difference. What's going to make a difference is your total consumption of carbohydrates. So what I mean is, if your overall carbs, let's say is a day, is around 200 carbs um, every single day, throughout the week, for the seven days, you're gonna be consuming about 1400 grams of carbs. If throughout the week your carb content, um, your carb consumption stays the same at that 1400, um, whether you eat all of your carbs on one day or mix them up, high carb, low carb, if your overall carbs is the same, that's not going to change. You, you're, um, your body's not going to respond in some you know, secret way that you're going to burn more fat because your insulin is lower on some days, blah, 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 blah. It's not really going to work. But carb cycling can be effective if you use it in this certain way. So let's say your overall carb consumption is 1400, cal or 1400 um, grams of carbs. So you take that uh, and you let's say you decrease your calorie consumption and your carbs consumption by let's say, just to make it easy, 400, right? So now instead of 1400, you're going to be consuming 1000 grams of carbs. And these numbers will vary per person, don't take this as, as doctrine. Uh, but now we're consuming less carbs overall, right? Something that would help is if on the days that you're training, you consume more carbs because carbs are an energy source. So on the training days where you need more energy and more calories and that sort of thing, that's where you um, place more of your higher carbs on your intense lifting days, then maybe on your less intense lifting days, you do a moderate amount of carbs, and then on your rest days, you do a low amount of carbs. That way, your overall calorie and carb consumption is lower to get you into a calorie deficit by cutting out some carbs. Um, but, and you are technically cycling your carbs because you're having higher carb days, lower carb days, moderate carb days. But it's effective because you're using those higher carb days to, and you're using those carbs to train, to have a more intense workout, to build more muscle, um, to burn more calories, versus 
you're doing it to spike your insulin levels or lower them and all those things. It's more important the overall calorie and carb consumption, but you're just utilizing the, the carbs on certain days so you have more energy on your training days. Um, and then on the days that you, you know, maybe you're doing lower steady state cardio, that sort of thing is when you'll tone back, um, you'll cut back and use less carbs on those days. So I hope that helps. I hope that sheds a little bit of light on, um, on carb cycling. There's a lot of, of misinformation out there uh, and, and it's something that I hit on a lot is your overall calorie consumption will dictate your body composition more than any other factor. Your overall calorie consumption, protein or calorie surplus or calorie deficit will, for the most part, there are individuals with um, you know, PCOS or other hormonal issues. Um, Hashimoto's is a thyroid condition that causes some issues. I'm, I'm doing a little bit of research in, on that, on how they can be in a calorie deficit but still be gaining weight. It's, it's kind of a, it's a phenomenon that um, intrigues me. But for the most part, for the general population, 90% of, of the world, calorie deficit will help you lose weight, calorie surplus. But here's the issue. Unless you are tracking everything that you put into your mouth, every single bit of food, every liquid, everything that you can think of, unless you are tracking that, everything, I'm talking sauces, I'm talking um, you know, the spices that you put on there, you know, how much, if you're, you need to be weighing it out, unless you do that, you don't really know exactly how much you're eating. Um, I was training, I was putting my brother-in-law on a calorie deficit and uh, had him on higher proteins, you know, a little bit lower, lower carbs, uh, you know, moderate amounts of fats. And I say to him, okay, you need to be consuming, because he's a, he's a tall dude, it's about 6'4 or so. Um, I told him that he needed to be consuming about 25 to 2800 calories. And he texts back and says, how on earth can anybody eat that amount of food? And I said, well, track it for a little bit and then come back to me. And so legitimately, maybe an hour later, he texts me and says, just kidding. I looked up the macronutrients, so the macros, protein, fats, and carbs, and calories, overall calories, that are in three cookies, and I understand why I've gained weight. So unless you're legitimately tracking, and it's so easy now, you get a food scale from Walmart, Target, online, whatever, costs you like 10 to 20 bucks, if you want a fancy one, 20 bucks, um, and just weigh out all of your foods, and then they have apps that track literally everything and have everything that you can think of in there. Yeah, it takes <clears throat> maybe five minutes for every meal, that's stretching it if you had to really search and you know, you have to weigh out everything, but then you actually know what you're consuming. So if you want to get serious about your goals in the gym, and if you want to get serious about carb cycling, you definitely have to be able to read a food label and, and put that type of information in, weigh out everything. Um, if you want to legitimately get serious, you have to, have to, have to be tracking the food and water that you put, or the food and liquids that you put into your mouth, because that is where you either build up or break down um, the results that you're seeing in the gym. If you're one of those individuals that's been going to the gym for years and years and years and you have, your body hasn't changed, you haven't seen anything different, take a look at your diet. Take a look at the things that you're eating and the things that you're drinking and you'll be surprised what you'll find.
So hope that helps. Um, leave a, a, a like, a comment, depending on what you are listening to or watching this, depending on podcast or YouTube or Instagram, whatever it may be. Um, and check out our website, performancetrainingutah.com. Uh, Email is performancetrainingutah at gmail, and Instagram is performancetrainingutah. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this video, this podcast, and uh, check you guys next time.